Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired back in the building with G and Kairos Nochisanga this week as he has shit to do. So, as always, we've got our holster kind of cocked and loaded with our semi-automatics. Can I just say, we had a question in and it just reminded me as I was doing the preamble. We had a question in earlier and um, if I can just quickly punch it up, pull it up from the timeline but it was a really intriguing one I wanted to get your take on it I know we each have as normal um, our questions that we've got preloaded um, but this one really floats my boat because I love these type of questions it was the question of if you had a walkout song and it was for Matt Honky Lips and that's at Matt Honky Lips that's his real handle um he asked if you had a walkout song, what would that walkout song be? Um, and I wanted to go with Kairos first off. If 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 you had a walkout song, um, what would that walkout song be? That's easy. I'm choosing my song. I paid a person to make just for me. It has my name in it. It's MMA related. Like, shoot, you got to put on for yourself. Tyron Woodley should take notes. Walk out to your own music. So that's the one that goes, Kairos MMA, May, Kairos, Kairos MMA. MMA. Yeah. That's a dope tune, actually. It's quite catchy. I was singing it, but you obviously couldn't hear as you were having audio issues earlier. But how about you, G? What would you be walking out to? Um, I'm old, Mike. I'm going to walk out to Cypress Hill. I could just kill a man because that's what I'm going to do as I, you know, when I get to the cave. So I need that beat to drop. And, you know, I love that song. Okay. Well, I'd walk out to Public Enemies, Welcome to the Terror Dome. I've got so much trouble on my mind. Refuse to lose. To lose. Yeah. Hit the drum and get wicked. Kairos is like, can my parents get out of the room, please? <laughs> Good for y'all. Be true to yourself. Be true are, you being, you are you being serious? You've not heard Welcome to the Terror Dome by Public Enemy? I'm, very, I'm not that old, but I do know who Public Enemy is and I do know who Cypress Hill is. Give me a break, please. Yeah, but please. have you heard those tunes? Because don't make me have to reach for Welcome to the Terror Dome for you because you need that in your life if you haven't. He'll get you a link just to pull both up right songs now? when you're done recording, <laughs> I just pull Mike? up right now? <laughs> I, can I got Apple Music. I'll search it right worry. after. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into it then. We each have a subject which we're bringing to the building, to the table. As is customary, the youngest in charge is going first. Oh, that's Paris, a you're up. thing. Gene, you're up. No, the youngest is G. Let's go, G. No. Okay. So. <laughs> I was like, Okay. <laughs> Derek Brunson tweeted the other day. He said, is USADA still doing their job or something to the effect of, is USADA still doing their job? I haven't heard a peep out of them. And Darren Till commented, he's like, well, I've been juiced to the gills, so you might be on, on to something. Something like to the effect that he was joking, or maybe he was telling the truth. I don't know. He could, we don't know. But 
that was what that got me thinking. I was thinking to myself, we talked upon this like for, when COVID first hit. And I think I was the first that said they aren't testing anybody during this time. Like you think they're going to go door to door during a pandemic and increase the transmission between athletes and people who are trying to do their jobs. I was like, there's no way. I was like, I'm sure that they'll start trying to do stuff like pre-fight and post-fight for these people. But I doubt it's going to be as rigorous as we've seen it before where they catch you in Brazil and say, nah, 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 we need you to do with this, like how they did with Vanderlei and Shell Sonnen. So in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, do these fights actually, are these fights legitimate in a lot of people's eyes? I'm sure most people don't care. I'm sure people think no matter what, it's legitimate and who's ever the champion, who's ever winning fights, doesn't matter. But I'm sure for a lot of people who are either clean athletes or people who like having the sport clean might feel a different type of way. And I just want to know both of your opinions on it. Because me personally, in the back of my mind, I want to give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, they probably aren't cheating. But competitors are competitors. People will cheat. So what do you two think? Are you going with Ladies um, and gentlemen, right. Yep, Mike. She said Mike first. <laughs> you busted Mike. <laughs> um, I think I think um, this does seem to be quite a hot topic because recently you might remember that um, Conor McGregor, the notorious one, he raised the same question. He put in a tweet, you sort of tested me right before this, blood and urine. And this was a picture of him really pumping himself up. He looked like he was doing some stomach crunches on a machine. Now he was saying that's twice this week. I don't blame him. I'm an animal. What irks me is there is never an announcement of athletes caught anymore. This means they can keep it quiet. One. Number two, tainted supplement bullshit excuses are accepted. But to answer your question, it, like I say, it just made me think about that because it does seem to be the hot topic of the moment. I think they are still testing. They're doing it, you know, obviously within the confines of, um, COVID and all its ramifications. But no, I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, there aren't people out there trying to circumvent the system, trying to get away with murder and cheating. So I do believe it's still going on. Mm. Absolutely. Did y'all see uh, Thriller? <laughs> I'm sure there's some <laughs> cheating going on. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, I don't know what to say about this topic. I don't know anything about like um, PEDS or anything. And to be honest with you, this is going to sound crazy, but I don't care. And I feel really bad when they get caught because I'm not an athlete. I don't like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm naive to the, to the subject, but if they enhance your performance and can put the other opponent in danger, then they're bad folks. That's just how I see it. But do I think that there's some conspiracy theory going on right now where they're not being tested? No, because Connor's right here online complaining about how they showed up on his yacht last Friday and he peed and then he was upset because he's like, what's going on here, Usada? I just arrived to my yacht this morning for testing and but 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 you know what I mean? Like he's still talking about it, you know? So I don't know. I think they're still being tested. Maybe they're um, doing better at not getting caught. But I will say this. I feel really bad when they get caught. So I'm happy not to hear these cancellations. You know, they're already underpaid. They're already in a competitive field. And then on top of it, they get popped. They shouldn't be doing it. But then they get like this lengthy, you know, suspension. They can't support their family. So I, on one hand, feel bad. But if we're going to clean up the sport and keep it safe, then I guess it's necessary. Can I ask a side question? I know it is your question. I'm not trying to hijack it. But I've always wondered what you two think about this. And I think now is a pertinent time. Should we have within a sporting organization like the UFC, like Bellator, a PEDS league? 
Now, this is where you can juice yourself up to the gills and only those people who juice themselves <laughs> up to the gills can compete against each other. Just throw all the drugs in your system. But that's all basically that league, particular league can do. You guys think about that. Peds League. I, sign me up. I'm with it. <laughs> sign me up. I, I, listen, I'm a big fan of Vitor Belfort on TRT. He was on one hell of a run. He blasted Luke Rockhold to another galaxy, I believe, on TRT. Um, Frank Mir was looking good on TRT. I mean, Henderson. Silva? Yeah, Anderson Silva, Henderson. I think especially the older fighters using TRT is not necessarily performance enhancing. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But isn't it so that they recover faster and because they're older and they need like extra supplements? So, I mean, I don't know. I'm all for a ped league. And if everybody signs up for this ped league and it's regulated somewhat and nobody turns into Bane <laughs> or anything. I don't think it needs to be I'm regulated. We're halfway no, there to be no, regulation. Nobody should turn into Bane or some shit. Nobody should be taking nothing where you just, you a berserker Viking now. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, but if we can get some TRT in there or just like we turn a blind eye to some stuff and I don't have a problem with it. I enjoy fighters juice to the gills. Look at Brock when he fought juice to the gills. Look at, T look at Vitor, look at them. They perform well, I'm with it. Pyros. No. He's disgusted. He can't even answer. <laughs> no, I don't want to see it. And here's why. We already have PED leagues. They just don't announce it like that. That's the first thing. Second thing is people are going to cheat. You give them an inch, they're going to take them out. You say, all right, well, we'll let you use PEDs, but just don't use these. They're going to use them anyway. And here's my last issue with it. The second you say, well, this is the PED league, there's going to be a lot of people who don't see like that sort of thing normalized or have a morality clause to it. And it's going to affect your ability to get a certain type of following behind the sport. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't want to see people who are enhanced like that. So I think you're just hampering yourself, even like trying to build branding off of that. I'm not trying to see it, to be honest. Stop <laughs> cheating. Be, that, a, be the best fan, you can be. Kairos, cut it out. I understand. Be the best. I understand you wanna, your answer as a fighter, but as a fan, you don't want to watch men and women at their peak performance level and it's fair and somewhat regulated and everybody feeling good. I don't want to see nope. someone taking steroids and see them walking out to the cage with a tail. I just, I, enough is enough. Just if you want, if you want these advantages, work out more, do something better. You don't need to be pumping yourself what? with rocket fuel and fossil fuels. No, no, no. You hear the, you you hear the one that got testosterone pumping as a young man? Let it, I want to hear if he says this in 20 years when you try to do those backflips I saw you do I'm on not, Twitter. <laughs> I'm not fighting in the UFC. No, if I, if, I, no, if my body deteriorates so beat, I'm not going to say, all right, well, you know what? I'm going to cheat. I, I got to get it all back. I'm going to cheat. No, mother. I'm going to sit back and say it's time for me to retire or maybe so go to a different organization. So question for you and Mike. Let's say you guys both work out because I've asked you that in the past. Would you be interested in your older age taking TRT kind of like people say Dana does. He looks great. There are men that take TRT with the guidance of a doctor while they're in the gym and it does phenomenal results. Mike, Kairos, would you be interested in that or is it just pets is bad? No, nah, I'd be interested I'm, in I'm, it. Now, go for it, Kairos. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm all for mm. it. I just don't think you should have access to that when you're competing against people. Right. It'd be different if it was baseball. It'd be different if it was like specific sports like that where you just aren't, no, F that. Nah, you can't do none of that. Nope. Yeah. Nah, I can't do that. Slippers. No, don't do it in sports, period. Don't do it in sports, period. Yeah. I don't want anybody trying to backdoor this argument. Don't do it in sports, period. But your own it's time, it's cool. Like, if you yes. want to just, yeah. What about you, Mike? For me personally, 
I wouldn't take peds. It's not something that attracts me. I mean, I don't smoke. I don't do any of those paraphernalia things where you, you know, you got a bong or anything like that. So that type of thing doesn't really kind of entice me. But I can see why somebody who is not competing, why they would do it. And I don't frown on that because you're not in competition. You're not not hurting anyone. You're doing it on your own time. And there is no danger of you. And this is the key thing. There is no danger of you killing someone because you are juiced to the gills. Has that, has that, um, remember, I'm naive to this. Has someone died from like a pet opponent? Is this like, is, is this fear real, y'all? I don't mean to sound ignorant. Like, has someone shown up in a, in a cage because they were on PEDS, they murdered somebody? Like, what put exactly do way. PEDS do that, you know? Put it this way. Um, thankfully, in terms of in cage deaths, they are relatively rare. And, you know, you can count them on one hand. That the last death I can remember was where Charlie Ward, unfortunately, um, uh, had a run-in with... Pedro Cavalier, his name was, and um, Pedro Cavalier unfortunately lost his life. But um, they are very rare. And I'm not saying or suggesting for a moment that, you know, uh, Charlie Ward was on any supplements. I'm just saying that in cage deaths are very rare. So I suppose there is this notion in my head, it's not going off any sort of like tangible examples, but there's this notion that if you are enhanced to that level and that leads to a death, it is a direct result of you being enhanced. Yeah. Because what else really is the mitigating factor here if you are admitting that you were on PEDS? The reason why I asked you that question, incidentally, was um, because we're on the subject of PEDS, it just reminded me of the brazen way in which, now I'm not going to name the gym because I don't believe in um, uh, betraying people's confidences, but I used to do a lot of um, touring and throwing up and downing in terms of like gym visits up and down the country and indeed abroad, um, doing a behind the scenes look at gyms. And one gym in particular, it struck me as just, you know, commendable that they were just injecting with their chest whilst I was there. And it was like, there wasn't any fear or favor. I suppose it's because I was trusted, but it made me think if they have this confidence, how about having a league that actually embodies that confidence where everybody is saying, you know what, I'm on something and um, we're going to have this particular league in this particular lane for this particular type of athlete. That's why, as I say, because we were on that subject, I raised it. But no, I'm not going to tell, not going to tell you who the gym was unless you don't uh, have to finish recording. You don't have to. I'm going to name some gyms that <laughs> I think that, they, and here's the here's what I'm getting at. It that's common. It's so com- we already are outlawing it, and there's people c- breaking the line and cheating. Yes. What happens when we open it up even further and then try and regulate it? Then they're going to cross the line even more. So there's no point in even establishing a line. It's it's got to be all or nothing. Like I remember, Black House was getting so many people popping for PEDs at one point. They had almost ten people pop within like a two year span. I, that was the year where they had Verdun popping in. I, that was the year that I was just like, whoa, they are some cheaters. That was the year I think Anderson popped at one point. I was just like, okay. There are hubs for cheaters. So it doesn't matter who's doing what or what are the rules. If as soon as you set aside a boundary point, people are going to leap over it. So that's why I don't even think you need to go down this path of just having PED leagues. Just, just no. Just no. <laughs> if you're doing it for your own personal benefit, that's fine. But just keep that shit to yourself if you're competing. 
<laughs> okay, G, you're up. For the record, I would watch the PD leagues, but I I, I, <laughs> I don't want to condone it. I feel like such a horrible person. Like, I don't care about pets. Um, so last week, gentlemen, you guys were privy to the UFC Vegas 24 weigh-ins in which Jeremy Stevens engaged in a physical altercation with his opponent a little too prematurely. He uh, decided to shove Drakkar close really, really hard at the weigh-ins. They had some type of words as they were coming together. I don't know what happened as they were walking towards each other, but by the time they met up, Jeremy Stevens shoved this man so hard that he got his own fight canceled because he injured his opponent. And now, according to Drakkar Close's uh, camp, his reported injuries are a brain concussion and also a sprain of the neck. So basically, Jeremy Stevens, with one hard push, gave him whiplash and got his fight canceled. Now... As of recently, I think maybe just today, an interview dropped with Dana White and Aaron. What's his last name? I can never say. Bronstetter, yes. Is it? Is it Bronstetter? I think it's Bronstetter, yes. Um, very nice guy. Um, I watched his interview today. He turns up in places in- now and again. I don't know the dude, yeah. so I never hail him out. I've got yeah, no beef he- with him. <laughs> no, I have no beef with him either. He joins the spaces. I follow him. He's very engaging and very nice. And I've, I've met him backstage with media. He probably doesn't remember me, but I remember him. Nice guy. So he had, did an interview with Dana White. And in that interview, he asked Dana White, you know, like, what happened? This, this, and that. And did you see what happened? Because Dana was, White was not there. And in that interview, Dana White blamed Sean Shelby. That was the man that stood in between them at the time. And then you guys know Kairos, um, Michael Morgan, and also the listeners, you guys know that Dana White or Sean Selby is the the personnel or the person that like kind of acts like the bodyguard between the two fighters for the weigh-ins. You know, they make sure everything's kosher or like we'll get to that if that's their job or not. But we do know there's somebody that stands in between them. So Dana White blamed Sean Shelby and he said, you know, there is a rule when it pertains to weigh-ins and and physical altercations, but he didn't say what the rule was. He skipped over the rule and said, yeah, but Sean missed that rule. He missed that one. And then he said, you know, he missed that one. And I called him up and was like, Sean, what were you doing? So basically Dana blames him for not separating Jeremy Stevens and Jakar Close. And he also said that Sean should have known the type of temper um, Jeremy Stevens has. He referred to him as a savage. And it's true. I've seen Jeremy Stevens shove opponents for no reason at the Wayans. He just gets upset. So my question to y'all is this after hearing about the push and now Dana's thoughts. Is it the responsibility of the fighter or the weigh-in moderator to keep the fighters from fighting each other? And also, you know, I got another question. How do you avoid this and should they face discipline? And I'm going to start with Kairos. It's the fault of the person who's supposed to keep them separated from them getting together. That's the heart of it. I know people want to get upset at Jeremy Stevens. He's a moron. He shouldn't have done that. But you have a designated person to stop that from happening. And time and time again, we see them not doing their job. Almost every single time, these people never do their job. You saw what happened when Daniel and John basically kissed each other and they started a fight in a massively large area with public people. Imagine if a bystander got injured in that. Imagine the long suit that could have happened from that. Imagine if just some innocent kid was just playing behind the stage and Daniel Cormier falls on top of him. That kid's dead. So all I'm saying is before we sit here and criticize the fighters who we know don't come from some of the smartest backgrounds, aren't some of the smartest people we know, don't have self-control, have impulse control, and they do stupid stuff that 
people who we'd expect to fight in cages would do. No disrespect. I'm sure not everyone's like that. They're doing what we expect them to do. Why are we not taking steps to make sure that they can't do that? You got guys who are smaller than me trying to stop these people from doing it. And they aren't, they aren't even stopping them. They aren't even making an effort to do it. I saw another organization where it was rising and you saw Ian McCall basically gets just launched across the stage. You got another dude who got thrown <laughs> across the stage, getting slapped in the back of the head. So like, I'm just like, what are y'all there for? I saw two women get face to face and one of them kissed the other in the mouth and the dude was too busy cheering to break them up. And so they slapped each other. I'm just like, okay. What's the point of having someone separate if they aren't going to do it? Sean Shelby needs to get, if anyone needs to get fined and disciplined, it needs to be him. It needs to be him because he's done it multiple times of letting people get way too close together. Way too many. And also, I think that Jeremy Stevens should face a fine, but it better not be more than Sean Shelby's. Sean Shelby's fine should at least be five figures. At least five figures. Yeah, I said it. Wow, I didn't expect you to agree with Dana and Blaine, Sean Shelby. Let's uh, let's see what Mike thinks. Mike, what do you think? Is it Sean's fault? I think the fighter's job is twofold. To sell the fight, threefold actually. To sell the fight, to promote the fight, as in do interviews, do pre-fight hype, but also to fight. On all three counts, Jeremy Stevens was doing his job. He was promoting the fight because I personally, that wasn't, that fight wasn't on my radar. I wasn't interested. The, to me, Jeremy Stevens is the, who the fuck is that guy? Guy. That's who he is to me. He enthralled and beguiled and made me think, you know what? I'm going to tune into this when I saw that happen. What's Sean Shelby's job? He had one job to keep them separate. He's not up there mean mugging, taking photos, actually being on the PR uh, end of things. That's not his job. His job was to separate. Dave Scholler, exactly the same thing. Okay, when John and Cormier went off, he had one job to keep them separate. Failure on both sides, but bringing it back, bringing it back to um, Shelby, the, the, Shelby the, the way that I look at it is this. If I turned up at my job and performed in a horrendous fashion, that nearly cost or actually did cost and jeopardized the company because the fight didn't take place, I would expect a strong reprimand. So don't look at Jeremy Steven, who was Stevens, who was doing his job. Look at Sean Selby, Shelby, because the way that I look at it is this. Did you do your job, Sean? No. What happened as a consequence of you not doing your job? But can you say the same to Stephen, Jeremy Stevens? Did he do his job? His yes. job is to promote the fight. Yes. But did he really? He got the fight canceled. He promotes so, the fight. Because in our minds, I know you, G, so don't try and back out now. I don't want to hear No, no, I'm not backing up. <laughs> you, just like me, were really, really taken by the fact that there seemed to be a little bit of, quote unquote, as they say in England, argy-bargy. There was a little bit of rough and tumble. There was a bit of wow. nudging, needling. That made you want to see the fight. Yeah. Jeremy Stevens did his job. But he, but he hurt the guy and we didn't get to see the fight. You know, so that wasn't so, like, is there is there like a gray area here? We no, discuss? Like, no gray area. It is completely no. black and white. Okay. If this were an Alan Sugar type scenario <laughs> of The Apprentice. Now, you had your uh, orange friend who used to do it. I think his name was Donald Trump. And they were sat in the boardroom. Who should get fired? The end product is 
the UFC card. The fact that he did not actually perform on that UFC card, why was that? Because of him selling the fight and pushing his opponent led to his opponent having an injury. Whose fault was that? Yeah, I agree. Listen. I want to hear it from you. Whose fault is that? I mean... I agree with you, Mike. It, Sean should have Sean should have stepped in there and, and did a little fine. So, fire <laughs> <laughs> Sean Shelby. We don't need listen, help. listen. Here's my take on it. Here's my take. If Sean Shelby, like, I didn't know that that was their job. I just thought, like, if they in the mix of it or whatever, and they start doing that, they just separate them. I didn't know, like, Dana's up there. I thought, of, I like, in the interview, Dana does say, like, it's not a photo shoot. I always thought it was like a photo shoot. Like, what do you do? You have Joe, you have Joe Rogan in the back calling their, out their names, and then you have Dana making sure they shake hands. I didn't know Dana in that point was also security. You know what I mean? So, I, but I do know sometimes he steps in to engage with them. But my solution is this. Don't discipline the fighters, because I agree with Mike and Kairos, but get some security. Step it up, you know, have people around so that when things get heated, have a little Maury show, have people come running and separate them and save the fight. Because I'm not saying this because I want the UFC to turn into the Maury show or whatever and have security on stage. I'm saying this because it protects the fighters. If we're going to ask them to promote the fight and sometimes things get a little heated and we like that stuff. I liked your car close getting shoved to death like that. I, I was ready for the fight. And I loved when John Jones in DC brawled like that. So I don't want that element out of there, but we have to protect them from hurting each other, canceling fights and doing stuff. So I think Dana should do something. You know, get some security in there. Remember Connor and, and Nate with those water bottles? That was out of control. And guess who was moderating that one? Dana. He was the bodyguard. He was the man in the middle. But what happened? You know, so it's all just bullshit. Hire private security or whatnot and be a little bit more stern with your fighters and just try to keep them from getting fight squashed is what I'm thinking. There has to be a way to not penalize him, but to get away, to have these fights not get canceled because of mishaps like that. I say higher added security, especially for Sean, since he can't seem to jump in between folks, you know, so. I would beg to differ. Again, not trying to be argumentative for the sake of- No, not at all. And argument's sake. But part of the optics of this are the fighters getting in each other's faces. That sells the fight. Imagine if in every single instance where you have a little bit of needle, security steps in. Security stops. Have you seen? Look horrible in terms of optics. Have you seen what show am I talking about? That not Maury. What's the show where people run out on stage and Jerry Springer? Have you seen that show? If you have security come out there and separate those two bees, we getting into that fight regardless of whether blows were Like, do you know how dramatic? That's why we watched Jerry Springer when they ran up on stage to get those fucking people (laughs) separated, even though nothing really happened because it was like a lawsuit situation. Like if they do, you know, but you remember Steve came up on stage real quick, separated everybody. Mm. Why not do that to protect the fighters from themselves and to protect the money that they're going to get scraped if the fight gets canceled? I don't know. But maybe it's a bad idea. I don't know. Definitely a bad but idea. I haven't, I haven't heard Germany, um, Jeremy face any penalties, and I don't know if anybody got paid, though. They're going to sell the next fight off that mishap. That's Good. what they always do. They turn a travesty into a triumph. Look at Connor and the dolly. Dana came out the very next day. Abhorrent behavior, disgusting behavior. Put it in a promo. 
Yeah. We're ratchet. We're a ratchet organization. I'm with it. <laughs> no, it's only that's your turn to get fired up. No, I agree. I think we're a ratchet UF, you know, organization. But I think like for all the people that want us to progress and be mainstream, we're not gonna get anywhere if we keep injuring our opponents on, on the way in. So but I like ratchet shoving and shit like that. Don't get me wrong. And to be honest with you, that's just an idea to prevent fights from falling through. I'm not with it. I'm fine with the shoving and shit, to be honest with you. I'm just answering my own question. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm all for it. We said it last week on the show, Mike. Like, we discipline who? They get heated, they shove each other. It happens, you know? Yeah. I also think it was a freak accident, too. Like, how you get a concussion from getting pushed like that? I ain't never seen. So it was, it was yeah. one of those things. But I do think Sean needs to be punished. And I do also think that people touching each other also is kind of good. Like, I'll give you an example. When Joanna Yo- Jacek made her uh, UFC debut against Juliana Lima, there wasn't too many people who were aware of Joanna. But when she had her stare down with Juliana and she got on top of her, like, and did her usual stare down when she got beneath her and then pushed up on Let Her Know, who, everyone was like, oh, my. Like, this is when they had the live way. Everyone was like, oh, oh, oh. Like, you could tell people wanted to see that fight because of how hype it was. They were getting, like, they, no one was backing down. And obviously they didn't touch each other with their hands, but so that's all I'm saying. Like, I think fighters should be allowed to touch each other and like get in each other's faces. But if it leads to someone getting shoved into someone getting hurt or something like that, then the person who's at fault needs to be the people whose job it is to keep them away from each other. Not the fighters, not the fighters at all, because you know what they're capable of. You know that they're trying to fight each other. If that's the case, say don't touch each other and put your arm in between so that they can't lift up their arms. How about that? How about do so? He did nothing. He did nothing. And the fact yeah. that you said earlier, Gita, I didn't even know that was their job is the problem. The fact that you didn't know their job is the proof that they aren't doing their job well at all. Maybe he, maybe he didn't know either. It looked like Maybe he, he doesn't know it's his job yeah, after a decade. That's, that's, what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, when did that suddenly become his job? But I don't work there, so... We'll see. It just it just sounded like, you know, good old Dana passing the buck and blaming somebody else than the person who actually hurt the other opponent. And don't forget, he fa- he favors Jeremy Stevens. If this was someone he did not like, it might be a whole nother story. He bailed that man out of jail. He always has good things to say. He's one of the chosen ones for Dana, too. So keep that in mind. It is so easy, though, to sustain that type of injury with those sort of ramifications, because remember, he had his hands, Drakkar Close had his hands behind his back. He wasn't braced on anything, but still that jarring motion actually rattled his brain. I remember about five years ago, I was in a car doing around about 40 miles an hour. A car coming towards me was doing 70 round a bend, 70 miles an hour, okay? Smashed right into me spun my car over onto its side. I had a seatbelt on and the airbags deployed. Now you would have thought I had all of that restraint. I had that cushion, nothing would be wrong. I was nauseous, I was dizzy and had all obviously the signs of whiplash, but I was suited, sorry, seat belted to my actual seat and the airbags actually deployed. So imagine now that sort of talk happening to Drakkar Close. And he wasn't, and same as you, you weren't expecting that impact, that right. torque. So the body wasn't ready. I had the support. I had yeah, the support. you had the support. Of the and, you, and you still had a similar 
my injury as, as him. Yeah. That goes to show you how hard Jeremy shoved him. And also, we discussed it last week. His body just wasn't at its best. It was actually at its lowest. He's dehydrated. He's cut weight. He hasn't eaten, probably. It's just kind of like a small window where you can get injured quite easily. And I'm sure his immune system is that. I'm sure, like, when you're cutting weight, you're not at your best. So with that window and that shove, mm-hmm. that's what we got here, that little freak accident, I think, so. I don't know. But I'm the same person that's like, let's go Peds. So, you know, don't take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> You'd give him some Peds for his injuries. Is that what you're saying? I would. I'd be like, get him an IV in the back. Is that illegal or not? Like, <laughs> get him, come on, rehydrate him. Get him out there. Okay. <laughs> Who's now, up? I'm up next. And some people might say I'm doing this to death, but I just feel that it's worthy of conversation. Triller and all its circus that came into town over the past weekend with Jake Paul and Ben Askren. A lot of conversations have taken place in the run-up during the fight and post-fight. Even today, people on the timeline are talking about Triller, Ben Askren and Jake Paul. Now, my thing is this. Jake Paul and what, roughly, must have been about half a million, half a million dollars for that fight. Now, that's far in excess of what he would have made in the UFC. But my question, I suppose, is around Dana's um, gripes. And it kind of reflects what's being said online. He said, in response to all of this, that why don't you go and fight a fucking boxer? Why the fuck do these guys keep talking to UFC guys for? I'm going to have to slap them with another fucking legal letter with their fucking, these fucking idiots go on talking to fucking boxers. What are you doing? Now, surely there's a reason. There's a reason for this kind of like outrage because he's obviously talking about, um, Jake Paul uh, and his kind of like um, dialogue online with Tyron Woodley and Daniel Cormier. Now, whilst Daniel Cormier is no longer an active fighter, Tyron Woodley is apparently still contracted to the UFC, as is Mike Perry, who has entered the fray. But my point is this. Why are people complaining about this Triller Circus when the benefits have been phenomenal. Me as a site owner, putting something up there in terms of content about Triller is gonna far outstrip what it would in terms of interest, your normal fight night or even a numbered card. That's the first benefit. Secondly, in terms of conversational pieces around fighter pay, this surely highlights the discrepancy, and I think the travesty that is UFC fight to pay. But the third, and I suppose key and most important thing is, look, in terms of traction, in terms of becoming household names, in terms of exalting us to a status where we are in the mainstream, where people are talking about us in the same reverence that they do Jake Paul, surely this is the way to go. Because I can't see... Whoa, 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 whoa. You said way to go? Yes. With all of that in mind, the fighter pay being highlighted 
fight to pay for UFC athletes are trash. There is a reason why they're queuing up to speak to, to be in the same kind of um, bask in the sunlight of- I have of, a question. Of, let, let me land, I, let me land, let me land. What, so, right, but what define that though? Like, what is let the way? Land. Okay, land. okay, land, land, land. On those three things, Fighter pay being highlighted, the fact that it's enhanced if you are a UFC fighter running towards that type of scenario. The household namery around this, in terms of PR, it has been incredible for Ben Askren. But I suppose the, the, the third and most important thing about this is it really does bring a spotlight on the fact that, look, Dana white saying all of that which i've just read out to you really needs to take an inward look at himself and say this is of your making we are here because of you okay i got it right i've landed i'm gonna go g because she's landed yeah yeah but now but you shut me up now that you've clarified the question that i have you've kind of shut me up now i know what you mean by define the way Mm. and i get it Yes, I'm noticing a lot of people online, Mike, are, are saying, you know, the UFC fighters should be embarrassed for calling out Jake Paul. And I'm like, why? They're underpaid. They're poor. Like, and not, and not poor people, but in comparison to combat sports, yeah. they make the least amount of money. So, of course, the people at the bottom of the pay scale are clamoring to fight someone that, one, they think they can beat. And two, somebody that's going to give them easy pay on some mm-hmm. type of a ratchet circus card that you don't even really have to take that serious. So it's a win-win for them. But as far as the way, two things. The way is um, the fighter pay is the way. However, Trilla got it done and got Ben Askren half a million dollars, which, by the way, he was still underpaid. He didn't take any pay-per-view points. Um, not good. But he got his half a mil. But, it's, but the way is the fighters pay, Mike. Like, Dana should pay the fighters more, but I do not want to see what I saw in Trilla near the UFC, Bellator, any of the organizations that I watch. Trilla is Trilla. Keep that shit over there. And then UFC is UFC and MMA. But Mike, I will say this in Kairos. I hate to admit it. I enjoyed Trilla. It was just ratchet, fun, and just it was different from what we watched. So if Jake fights somebody maybe that I'm familiar with, if he fights Tyron, I'm watching. If he fights like a basketball player, I don't know. I'm not watching. But if he fights like a Tyron Woodley, I'll I'll put up a, a computer and just watch it as the UFC is on. I don't mind. And why are people complaining? It was fun. I don't get it. But Long story short, Dana White needs to pay them the way Trilla paid them. And then we won't see the impoverished fighters crying out to cross over. Because if you notice, Canelo, Fury, none of them want to come down to MMA because they're not going to get paid well. And they know it. They're not going to get paid yeah. their worth. But it goes the other way because the UFC stars are going to get paid their worth crossing over. And mm-hmm. they don't even mind taking the L kind of like what Ben Askren did. So I don't know. We're in a sticky situation. I want it over there and away from what I like. And that's I'm happy, but Dana needs to pay them more. Kairos, what you think? I think that the UFC fighters who are parlaying for these fights should be ashamed of themselves. You see, they I don't should agree. be ashamed of themselves. And here's why: first of all, five hundred thousand dollars isn't a lot for a main event. There are champions who get that much currently under the UFC banner. So them saying, "Oh," and Ben Askren saying, "This is the most I've ever been paid for a fight." Fine, great, congratulations, good for you. But for Tyron Woodley 
Daniel Cormier and fighters like that who have made that type of money and then trying to parlay for a fight against a person who is on their third. Is this, is this, a pro are these professional bouts or are these exhibitions? Professional. And I don't know what I watched. I, I, these are professionals. Okay. This guy's only on his third professional fight and you're over here saying, I'm trying to fight you. How dare you are a world champion and you have had striking integrated into your game for close to over two decades. And you're sitting here trying to fight someone with three fights underneath their name. We all know that Ben Askren has never been a striker a day in his life, which is why that fight was the way it was. We like, we knew, I, well, I knew that he was going to get embarrassed. I said he was going to get knocked out. But Mike, the fact I, matters, I argue with Kairos types online, y'all. Like I am totally against this point of view of embarrassment. How they, why would they be embarrassed when they got bills to pay and this is how you make the money? Who's thinking about being a world champ when being a world champ did not get that mortgage paid, but fighting Jake Paul will? I, I don't, land. I don't. Let him land. Wait, like, I, come on, yo. Land, come on, right let, let, let him land. Let me land. My it's bad. Y'all you know, know I get excited. <laughs> it's embarrassing because that's not even a challenge for you. If Tyron Woodley touches him one time, one time, it is over. If Daniel Cormier looks at him, it is over. If all these people who he called out or who are calling him out touch him one time, it is you are going after someone who has no business fighting you whatsoever. That's when why you, they're that going after him. You. It's an easy win and easy money. I don't get it. If I was broke and my payday was fighting somebody that I could destroy with one punch, I'd be like, sign me up. No shame. World champion or not. I got bills to pay. Don't let nobody me, care let about me appeal that. To your and then athletic I side the boots of your organization. No, don't talk to my athletic side. Let's appeal I, to listen. your athletic nature. You're a soccer player. I was player. an athlete back. Yes. That's back why. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk mm -hmm. about it. Let's say, for instance, you are a first team All-American all team soccer player, conference, everything. Every, you have taken every single accolade you could possibly imagine. And they say, Gina, we want to take women's soccer to the next level. Let's have your team play a high school travel soccer team for $500,000. If my, yes, I would do it. I'm going to cut you that? off right here. Right, if I had bills, oh my God. yes. If I had bills. <laughs> oh if I had God. a mortgage payment, if I had a child. What, Tyrone Willie got four kids? How many kids he got? Does Kairos think children are inexpensive? Look at Mike. Mike piped, piped, piped up very quick. <laughs> right. Like, I don't have any kids, but I'm very familiar with them. Their costs really. And then I live in America. And then I live in New York. You best believe, Mike, that I would I would be just like Tyron Woodley. They're underpaid. Why are you why are you thinking about pride? And the best thing about this, Mike, is that you are still the former world champion in the UFC that went over, beat up a kid, came back, got that guap. Don't you see that? They worship, they worship Ben Askren. Oh, he got yeah. punched in the face for hat. Don't they look how his fans sweat him for that. Meanwhile, I'm like, meanwhile, Kairos wants to appeal to my competitive nature. Here's where I have an answer for that. Here's my answer for that. If I was Ben Askren, I would have gave it my all, even though it was just a bullshit fight. That's my competitive nature mm -hmm. is that I signed up to beat up this kid, make a name. And I would have put MMA on my back and trained. I wouldn't have done what Ben did. That's where I think like I'm embarrassed. I think Ben should be embarrassed. I don't think getting punched in the face, getting a concussion, getting up, looking all stupid for $500,000 in which he got underpaid was a big money. I'm, I'm looking at him like, hey, look at him.
Look what, he, look what Masvidal did to him. Look what this kid did to him. And mind you, I didn't watch him in his glory days. Mm. So someone like me who's never seen him in his glory days, Mike, this is your legacy. Do you understand? <laughs> like, I'm not a Ben Askren fan. I don't know anything about what he did overseas. But what I do know is that Masvidal need him to death. And then he did this crap. Kaput. My pride would be hurt. And I agree with everything Stephen A. Thompson said about him. His performance was embarrassing. I don't care how much money he got. And that would have been my competitive edge. I would have did it for that money. You know, just on Stephen A. Thompson, it made me laugh. I mean, you know what? I obviously don't agree with the man's takes. I'm just going to put that out there. And, Neither know, do I. He's not my brother. But he went off on Ben Askren about the way in which he looked, like a 1940s boxer. Has Stephen A. Thompson reviewed the footage of him actually hitting pads? Do you remember that famous footage of him actually hitting pads? Has How did he A. post that? Why would you even post that? Why would you? Like, I would never. I don't hit pads like that. And I wouldn't post my corny shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I will say, I'm like you, Michael. I I never agree with his takes. I don't watch his show. But when I caught the little blurb about Ben Askren, I was like, oh, we finally agree. I was, I'm one of those people that was like, I think he should be embarrassed. I don't care how much money he got. You know, so I don't know. But Kairos, don't you think Ben Askren should be embarrassed with his performance, even though he yes, collected he be a embarrassed. check? But you know who else needs to be embarrassed? these fighters who want these bigger paydays but aren't willing to unionize with people who are under the same roof as, roof as well, them, training with them the same day, talking, we need to stop advocating for these people because they don't want to advocate for themselves. I'm sick and tired of talking about y'all bettering yourselves and then being too soft and too scared to unite and do it. That's my whole big problem with this. Oh, right. the fighters should get paid more. They need to ask for more. They need to ask for more and they need to make sure that they can't be denied. All the fighters under one gym could unite and say, we aren't fighting until y'all do us better. Everybody underneath Ali and um, who is the, the Coward Brothers could sit back and say, nah, we ain't doing that. Everybody under ATT could sit back and say, nah, we ain't doing that. Everybody under 47 MMA, every single person under New England top team and all these other, uh, if they did that, if ATT did that, they'd be forced to do it. They would be forced. There's no if, answer, buts. There is no, oh, you're under contract, blah, 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 blah. They would have to pay them. So that I'm sick and tired of it. We talked about it. We talked about how we're done trying to advocate, well, Somebody said, I think it was G said it. I'm feeling the same way too. I'm sick of it. I'm not defending yeah. you anymore. I'm not trying yeah. to ask for more of you when you can't even ask for more of you. Why? When I, listen, when I turned around and I looked at my timeline and the only people advocating with fighters pay were the fans. You know, I even <laughs> saw, I even saw someone change their bio to pound pay the fighters. And then he said to everyone, if you really care about about them you put this in your bio and i'm just like they don't care i don't see that in their bio in fact isn't jeff neal running around telling people he gets paid well and don't they say the opposite like that's not we get paid yep. well they they actually rebuke what he says carla spars is happy over there there's so many of them happy over there i'm done i'm done Fuck. now i just consume the product i don't give a fuck what y'all get paid i'm here to watch and support y'all that's it y'all don't want to get paid i'm tired of talking about it i don't and then how, like, y'all, how come they don't talk about it? How come there's no, is the UFC that fucking powerful? Like, yeah, I don't is. even see, I don't even see yeah. any gripes, Mike. It is very powerful. You know that you will be looked on unfavorable, unfavorably, if in your day job, you spoke out against the boss. So why is it different for the UFC fighters? 
why would they jeopardize their position when they have seen the track record, when they have seen littered bodies that Dana has cast aside because they fell out of favor with him and they usually fall out of favor with him because of money. I want more money. Well, you do. You want more money. Well, you know what you can do then. It's either my way or the highway. Take what I'm giving or skip. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I just saw John Jones bragging about his gains on the treadmill as a heavyweight. And in my mind, I was like, who are you fighting at heavyweight? Like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Like, did y'all work that out? He's so confusing to me, y'all. Like one minute he's best friends with Dana. They're going to work it out. And the next minute he wants to be released. Mm. And then just yesterday he was getting busy on the on the on the treadmill like a big old. He looks like a big old heavyweight with with chicken legs. But yeah. who is he fighting? Who is he training for? Is Dana going to give him the money or not? And guess who's done advocating for John? Me. Do what you do, brother. All these people who have sat here and cried about how much they get paid, see exactly who's also crying about it. Why don't you send them a DM? Why didn't John hit up Henry Cejudo? Why didn't Henry hit up Jorge Masvidal? Why didn't Jorge Masvidal hit up Connor? Why? That's four people right there who have been complaining about their pay and either have retired because of it or not taken fights because of it. Why didn't they contact each other? That's true. Y'all think Henry Cejudo retired because the pay just wasn't worth what he was going through? It like was literally the reason. Thing? Yeah? It was literally He's, the reason. He said, uh, it, oh, it was his girl and all that. He can manage that, and he's been able to manage that. He wanted more money, and they said no. Wow. Good for him, and he retired. That's what I would have done. Like, deuces. Thanks. <laughs> Good for him. Just before we wrap up... Um, I think it'd be kind of remiss of us not to look ahead to this Saturday and pick out, you know, a couple of fights maybe, um, or even just one fight that you're- Wait really a minute. Mike, can I interrupt you? I always do anyway. Um, Mike, let's, I, I feel like I didn't ask you, should Ben Askren be embarrassed of his performance or because he got the check, he shouldn't be? I feel like I didn't ask you that. 100% no. He knew what See, he was I knew it. for. He didn't prepare for this fight. There was nothing that showed me in terms of his outward physique that showed me preparation. That showed and he should be proud of that. That no, but, 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 no one's saying that we should be proud of that. But I'm saying no, he should. Oh, he should be. Well, put it this way: he he definitely should feel proud. He went out there as a breadwinner. As a breadwinner, I, I recognize other breadwinners. He went out there and did what was necessary to bring home that bacon. Five hundred thousand dollars remember this five hundred thousand dollars for what not even a round's worth of work come on he should feel proud of himself no. absolutely he's a retired fighter no. going out as a breadwinner no he looked he looked, abs oh, he looked absolutely oh, terrible up, he looked he had love handles he looked absolutely terrible and he got smoked within what how many seconds of the fight and he Got a concussion for what? Like, I mean, I get it. He 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 collected that bag, but I think he looked yeah. terrible. I would I would have I'd have cried backstage if I was him, but that's just me. Be ashamed <laughs> of himself. So I think when, so too. When is it okay for us to sit here and not try? <laughs> Thank the you. thing that gets me more upset than anything else in this world are people who won't even try. I get I some people that. giving up, but they've at least tried and they've gone through the paces and they just couldn't do it. They, it wasn't meant for them. But for those people out there who think it's okay for you to not even try and show up and expect something, you should be embarrassed. 
He should be one of the most embarrassed persons on the face of the because he understands what hard work is. That's what gets me more upset than anything. If there's anybody who understands hard work, perseverance, and trying, it is Ben Askren. And in that moment right there, he showed us right then and there, it doesn't mean that much to him. His entire life's work Thank of you. him putting himself in through hell to achieve what he's done, through college, doing sports, through Olympics, trials, losing friendships, losing families. And for you to do that on national television in front of scholar athletes, that is the most embarrassing thing ever. Every single scholar athlete that saw him do that, they should, oh my goodness, oh my God, I don't understand how people would, not. that is, he should be ashamed of himself. That is one thing I thought Ben Askren was 100%. so cool. I liked him. That, I don't see you as a scholar athlete anymore. I just see you as a burnout after that. That is pathetic. I don't but, care how old you are. I don't care what is going on. That I is embarrassing. I said that too. If you don't follow Ben Askren's legacy, Mike, and you just roll up on this UFC career and this crap, you are going to be like me and Kairos. Embarrassed, disgusted, and just turned off. Go ahead, this, Mike. This wasn't about legacy, though. That's my point, Kairos. No, no, no. It, it is the legacy. Oh. It, it isn't. Is Ben Askren a boxer? No. You know what? Maybe this is too simplistic a comparison, but you know what this reminds me of? My son put me in for a, um, a race at his school. I knew I wasn't going to win, but I turned up because I was there to represent my son. I was there so my, my son could say, proud of you, dad. That was my motivation to get there. I did no prep. You didn't see me out there in the morning doing hill sprints. Because running's not my bag. I did no preparation. I turned up though, so I could get that proud dad moment. And that's why, Aww. that's why on top of that proud dad moment that Ben Askren actually walked away with on Saturday, he was round, who's round him? His family. Was it his daughter or his son or his, his wife? His wife, yeah. All around him. But you know what the sweetened deal was? He secured the bag. And that was the whole objective. He just doesn't represent himself. That's the problem. Yeah. You don't just represent yourself. And you displayed to the yeah. entire world your inner identity for who you are as a person and as an athlete in that moment. You represent your school. You represent United States wrestling. You represent the people who train MMA. with you. You represent your family. You represent MMA. You represent Tyron Woodley, who's backstage going to war for you. Going to war, straight up who, who lying to Paul's face, you. saying that yeah. he, you're going to beat him. You're going to defeat him. And you didn't even put forth effort to try and prove those people right. How dare you do something like that? How dare you call yourself anything when you don't even show up to do that? How can you look your kids in the face and say, it's great for you to not try and do something as long as you show up and collect the check? How dare you say something like that? That's, that's the, I will never, that's, ever that's identify American with someone way. like that. I will never defend someone like that. I will never speak anything nice about someone like that ever again. Because that right there shows you just the type of person he is. You want to present yourself as someone who's a blue-collar worker. You want to present yourself as someone who's a working-class citizen. But yet you're sitting here collecting certain things, collecting benefits. How dare you ever do something like that? There are people who would have killed, literally taking lives, to be in the position where you were in and put it all on the line to achieve success. And you didn't do that whatsoever. No, no, I'm not with you on this one at all. Hell no. <laughs> you know why I feel for Ben and why, why, why I see where he's coming from? Ben is not a boxer. He wasn't there representing boxing. He wasn't there defending his school, which was a boxing club. No, he was there to collect that bag. His whole demeanor showed that. His body language showed that. The, the, the preparation showed that. 
So why are we surprised when he goes in and puts on such a god-awful performance? Why are we surprised when at the end of it all, he's laughing and he's joking with his family? He didn't take it seriously. Come on, let's not try and shoehorn this into something that it never was. No, I just don't respect what, you know, lack of trying and love handles and not training for something that you got paid to do. I just don't. And I understand not taking it serious. Like I said last week, I didn't expect him to have some major game plan for Jake Paul, but I did expect him to train to take, not to take it serious, but to actually like fight the kid. And, and I thought he was representing MMA. I didn't know he was going to take a punch, put his chin out there and go to bed and collect the check. Like that was just so whack and so corny. That's the whole collect the check showing up like a slob. It's just a turnoff. It was corny to me the whole you know like nope. it made me appreciate jake like he trained <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i was like now that's an athlete the penny has just dropped you both are saying he was there representing mma is that what you is that how you saw this it was mma versus boxing is that what you're saying not really it's but i much went more with than the, that to me yeah and i went that was like what was online and stuff and then and it's not just me mike after he got smoked he was upset because he was like i was representing mma in the whole world and i let them down sir if you didn't give a fuck i'm at work if you didn't give a fuck and you showed up with those love handles and you did nothing why do you care now that you let people down that yes. that made me really mad if you're gonna you. show up with those love handles you ride this out to the whole till you get home and you don't need to fight no more you should be eating a pizza bragging that you and your love handles didn't do shit don't don't be all sad and concussed now you know i don't want to hear it and that's why that's dishonest of ben yes very he was representing mma because there was no prep that went in there that was representing mma there was no guts that showed that he was representing mma there was no kind of like um, representation of MMA. I mean, how can you say let me, that? Let me ask you all a serious question. I never, I never watched any of his fights in one championship. And Joe Rogan talking about him on the show was not enough for me to do my research. Was the guy that great? Was he that good? I, I found him boring. I found him the, the type of fighter that was um, the, the, the one which I would go and make a coffee during his fight at one. I, I was never the I've got to mm. see that Ben Askren fight type of fan stroke. Right. Um, like, I'm, is he overrated? Like, they talk about this illustrious career the man had, but then when you look up his fights, you want to fall asleep. Mike wants to make a coffee in the middle of his fights. He was yeah. one-dimensional. He was not, I mean, I guess he's funny if you're lame and you like lame people, like you can relate to him. Like, I noticed that he's like the leader of the corny people. So corny people or people that can't get girls or corny, you know, they like him. So I get it. Um, but like as someone that didn't follow his career, I'm just like, this dude is whack. I'm so sorry, but I'm just being honest. His fights were boring. He looked crazy. It, 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 he showed up to the, and then he did so much talking Mike before he got to the UFC. And then Robbie exposed him, beat his ass. He ran off with a, a with a win that wasn't really a win. Didn't even want to fight Robbie again. He was like, oh no, I'm good. What type of, what type of, you have a controversial win and you, you run it from the person that you had a con. That's when I lost respect for him too. And then he comes out and he does this. He's just not my type of athlete at all. Like, I'm just like, you was good at wrestling. Now you fat and you getting beat up by everybody. I'm good. Take care. I don't know. That's just me. Not a fan. Wow. Kairos looks affronted. He looks disgusted. 
It looks as though I, I'm the defender of of the Jake Paul, of, sorry, of the of the Ben Askren tribe, and he's just not hearing this. He's not having a bar of it, man. Mm-mm. You know what? Let's 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 leave. Let's preview on, the fight. Yeah. yeah, let's leave him on a happy note because we got to cheer him up. This coming weekend, we've got action at UFC two six one. What are you guys looking forward to, Kairos? Um. <laughs> Oh, my computer's stuck. That motherfucker should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even. I'm with Kairos. I could keep going, but we, you know, I any person keep going, who's been a competitor not. understands that. I don't care if I've Thank never you. fucking boxed. If you challenge me to a boxing match, I'm gonna take it seriously. But we took our um, push-up challenge serious. You know, it was just yeah. Chisanga that was fucking around. You know but what that's I mean? What I'm so, saying that's us. That's us. We have to look at it as Ben. He's a college athlete. He oh, he had to work to get to that position. He He's understands a, hard work. He understands what it takes to get to that point. And then you go and piss that away. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no defending this man ever again about anything. You can't defend that type of person ever. Yell at him. I'm at work. Yell that's, at him. That's the problem. I, I don't <laughs> know if you understand, but like people in Yell America, they have to straight up kill to get these scholarship opportunities, to get themselves a better life, to work hard. Like they have to straight up put in the work. And anybody who understands putting in the work understands that you just can't decide at the at the end of it just say uh, you know what i'm not even going to try anymore i'm just going to lay over and get fucked who how dare you how dare you do that to the people who are there with you how dare you do it to the people who couldn't get there because you took their spot how dare you do it to any single person who believed in you and still does believe in you never and also the fight that i'm excited to talk about is jimmy crew taking out anthony smith's <laughs> lifeline <laughs> We got there eventually. <laughs> UFC 261, you were talking about Jimmy Crute. Sorry, I interrupted you there just to keep us on track. <laughs> That's, Jimmy Crute's a, an, an impressive prospect. Like, it's either he's taking you out or you're taking him out. He's a very exciting person to watch. And I, I, he's going to be a superstar sooner or later. Well, a star. I don't know about superstar. Yeah, he has potential. Absolutely. I, I, um, I'm looking forward to the co-main event, Wally Zhang and, and Rose Namajunas. I mean, it's just, it's just such a high-level fight. It's just like a purist's dream. You know what I'm saying? So I cannot wait. It's just unfortunate that they're not the main event. I just have a feeling like this fight is going to blow our minds no matter who's going to win. And then we got to sit through a five. But, you know, then the main event of the five-round <laughs> fight of Kamaru Usman stomping Jorge to death. So I wish they could switch them. But I cannot wait for Welly Zhang and Rose to bang. What about you, Mike? I've got to admit, I'm looking forward to Uriah Hall and Chris Weidman. For a long while, I've been a detractor of my Jamaican brethren, Uriah Hall, because having seen that finish, having seen that KO on The Ultimate Fighter, I was invested in this man. And I felt, to a certain extent, let down when he you know, got his feet comfortably under the table when he signed his contract at the UFC. And I just feel that this this should be his real coming out party here. I feel that, you know, Chris Weidman is the type of opponent where in terms of name value, he can really cement his position as somebody who needs to be taken seriously as a threat. Up until now, to be honest with you, I've seen smatterings of greatness, but nothing that's consistent. And you know me, I, I, I'm, I'm biased when it comes to certain fighters. And I'm certainly biased when it comes to Uriah Hall because I do see him as a personification of Jamaica. So I'll be keeping a really, really uh, keen eye on him. Who do you think wins? 
I'm going Chris Wyden, to be honest with you. Yep. And oh, damn. I'm going Uriah. I say that reluctantly. It's just that I haven't seen anything in Uriah Hall that gives me confidence, that makes me fired up that this man is going to go in there and really perform to the level. And I think the capabilities that I feel that he can bring, but maybe just to the gym. I don't know. I got, I got a Uriah. I think at some point he cracks that man's weak ass glass chin. And, but I do think that Chris Weidman is going to try to smother him to death. Like he did his last opponent. So it's to me, it's a 50, 50 fight. Either cracks him and Chris goes down or Chris is going to use every ounce of that cardio he has and drown that man. Like he did in his last fight. And if he does that, the fight is not going to be any fun. I think it's Not Chris's fight to lose. I think it absolutely is Chris's fight to lose. Uriah Hall just, has shown mm-hmm. us one thing, and that is, I hate to say this about any person who's just dark, any like dark skinned person in MMA or sports, his mental toughness is extremely weak. It's, it's, we've seen him flounder out time and time again. Yeah. He was getting taken down repeatedly against Antonio Carlos Jr. And although he didn't do anything with the takedowns, he was able to squeeze out a he was able to squeeze out a unanimous decision or a split decision win. He can be taken down, he can be held down, and he can be exploited. Chris Weidman is not the one for that. Chris Weidman was able to take down Omariak Madoff repeatedly, hold him down, and grind out a decision that way. So if he can outgrapple that guy, he's definitely going to take you down, and he's definitely going to beat the shit out of you. He might even submit you. Uriah Hall, him beating Anderson Silva the way he did showed me one thing. We put way too much stock into him, even on the ultimate fighter from what he was capable of. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to ever pick Uriah Hall to win again. <laughs> no, he's, I don't blame you. I'm picking him, but not with confidence. Yeah. That mental weakness can kick in at any point. With, with that being said, how do you think about Rose? Do you think she's going in this mentally weak? Do you think she breaks? I don't know. I'm thinking once she feels Wiley's power and when Wiley makes the adjustments she needs, I think Rose breaks at some point. I think she starts out like fire, but then as the rounds go on, she's going to, that mental weakness kicks in. What do y'all think? I'm going with Wiley because mm. her tenacity, her toughness, and I think in terms of strikes, strikes and combinations and just really the come forward style as well. I just think she's going to drown Rose Namajunas. And for me, I don't like the fact that this whole red or dead aspect has come into this because it strikes me that either she's trying to get in her head, she's trying to get some kind of psychological advantage because why would you purposely choose your words around that to make sure that you shoehorn this into this narrative and then backtrack because you're getting a whole lot of heat for it. But the fact is you put it out there. So I don't really hold out much hope considering who you know, Rose is up against. I think it will be dominance and it will be ferocious dominance. Mm. Oh, I don't think so at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rose is a very talented fighter that's going to give Welly some problems just like JJ did. But Kairos, what you think? Who do I want to win? Zhang Weili. Who do I think is going to win? Rose Namajunas. Rose is the most well-rounded fighter on the planet. She has the ability to finish the fight in any sequence, any scenario. There's a reason why no one wants to take her down anymore. 
People haven't been shooting on Rose in a very long time. Also, here's the issue. Zhang Weili is not some knockout artist. We got to stop acting like she's going to go out there and just power punch people to death. She TKO'd Jessica Andrade because Jessica Andrade fought the worst fight she's ever fought in her entire life. She ran across the octagon and got lit the fuck up. Rose Namajunas is going to be darting in and out. She's very fast. She's very tricky to fight. She's very tough to hit. And when she touches you, you are not in the position to counter her. Rose can go 25 minutes. She looked bad against Andrade because she's been off for a very long time. But I guarantee you this. She's going to go out there, have a crazy pace, and Whaley's going to come out in the first two rounds and maybe have her best success then. But as soon as those two rounds end, she's going to get outstruck, unless Rose just comes out there and outstrikes her early too. I don't see a scenario where Whaley can have a lot of success if this goes 25 minutes, and I think that Rose is absolutely going to put it on her. Mm, that would be a horrible outcome, but 50-50 fight, fellas. We shall see. Indeed. We don't have long to wait. UC 261 goes down this coming weekend. Now, no pressure, Kairos. Are we going to have a spaces with um, yourself leading the pack this weekend? Don't want to kind of like, you know, tell people that we're doing this. I just want to hear from you. What are your plans? Do you have any kind of uh, leanings towards the spaces this coming weekend? Yes, we're going to have a Spaces this weekend. Um, the only rule is no Ben Askren and no fucking Ben Askren fans. That's, the, that's just the only thing we got to make sure we ensure. Uh, I'm, I'll be there. Same, definitely. I mean, your Spaces are always lit. And um, I love the fact that, you know, we do have this kind of extension in parts to the show because it's a good way to actually interact with people who, you know, are very opinionated. So on that note, we're going to sign off until this weekend spaces and uh, until then enjoy the next few days in the lead up to UFC 261. Bye. Boom. <laughs> we didn't even ask about Masvidal Usman. <laughs> Don't nobody care.